0: Hey, y'all. Tony here. Before we start this episode today, just want to let you know that this episode will contain subjects and topics that could be very sensitive, that could be very triggering, and definitely, most certainly, very uncomfortable. So, just a fair warning that we'll be diving into that type of topic, that type of mood, and that type of mindset. Keep an open mind and be sure to keep on listening enjoy the episode cheers
1: yes everybody wants to be black but but when it's time to actually be black you don't want to be black if you come to this march and you go back home you go back to your life if i come to this march and i go back home i'm back to being black i can't get out of my skin
0: hey y'all welcome to the barbershop quintet podcast the podcast where my guests and i debate our top five lists of current and past topics that are relevant for millennials like you and who am i My name is Tony Lee, and I'll be the host for today's show. After we debate our top five lists and back up our standings, my guests will enter the buzz cut lightning round, where they'll each have to quickly formulate a convincing buy and an argument on a top five list or topic of my choosing. Based on those arguments, I, the decider, will pick which answer resonates with me the most. However, the only catch is that each guest has a total of 50 seconds for their argument. Go over the time, or if they can't finish the argument they'll get penalized points. I may give the oppositional guests the advantage. We are in the month of February, and you know what that means. couple of holidays here and there, uh, Lunar's New Year's coming up, and then Valentine's Day. But a um, bunch of shit has happened during the last year, and a little, a few good things, but a lot of bad things have been coming over the year, and we just thought 2020 would never end. And some of those issues are still going th- through this day and to present time and that it it will get resolved that won't be extended long into the far future but it's been going on for hundreds of years sadly and it seemed to only be the case where in may of 2020 just to jog everyone's memories out there that a broadcasted killing of a black person of color was put worldwide and it definitely whipped up a storm and jogged a big movement for this awareness of this long deep rooted issue that has needed much more attention than uh, it should have gotten so far and the movement which is the movement against racism and police brutality especially towards the black people of color not only because it seems appropriate that i do one of these podcasts because it is timely and not only because of the Black Lives Matter movement, but also the anti-racism, the anti-police brutality movement as well. But it is Black History Month, and this is something that I feel like it's near and dear to my heart, but also I would like to shine a bit more light on this. So for myself, for listeners at home, as you already know, and for my guests as well, you can see I am a non-Black person of color. So at first, uh, I had no idea how to approach this matter or become an ally in a way that would be correct, sufficient enough, or non-offensive. So what what I did was, you know, find the right resources around me, read books, listen to podcasts, watch documentaries, uh, support Black-owned businesses, and donate funds to Relief and etc. Just to name a few things. However, there was one big thing that I think Stopped a lot of people from doing this, but I had the fortunate pleasure and the honor to participate in one of these was a peaceful protest that was held in the city I used to live in, which was to, you know, create action and promote awareness for um, this matter. And one of these protests was found by a group called March for Black Lives, and the four is a number four, just to let you all know. So the podcast topic for today is the top five ways for a non black person of color to become an ally for a black person of color and their communities. And with that being said today, I have the honor and the privilege to have a guest here to speak on that topic. She is the founder and an activist for so-called group, which I just alluded to the March for black lives group. You can find them on Facebook instagram and you could see them on basically everywhere in the hamilton area as well and the toronto area so with that being said amani williams if you could please introduce yourself and let us know any projects that you have going on and a statement that summarizes your list for today please
1: for sure thank you so much tony for having me today like he said, my name is Amani Williams, and I am the founder of March for Black Lives, a nonprofit organization. Our main goal is to educate the public the racism that is active and still alive in the Black communities and active ways as to how to fight it here in Hamilton and in other cities around Ontario. Again, like you mentioned, we can be found on Instagram, March 4, the number four Black Lives, and then on Facebook, March for Black Lives, and on Twitter as well uh, with the same name. So if you're interested, definitely join in there. And then I'm just going to go ahead and hop right into our top five lists of how to be a non-Black ally. So to start it off, number one is if you see something, say something. Every day in our life, there is some type of situation that makes us feel uncomfortable and we know that it isn't right. It doesn't have specifically have to do with racism, but for this list, obviously, we're going to say that if you see something that has to do with, you know, stereotyping or making anyone feel uncomfortable, yeah. that is your time to stick up and say something. Just like they say for bullying, you can't be a bystander and not be as bad as the bully. So we need you to step up and we need you to say something when you see something isn't right. Number two is educate your family and friends because it's frankly not our job. Black people have been telling people of color and other people that aren't Black our struggle. There are many um, documents, there's many books, there's YouTube clips. If you're not into that, there's different type of podcasts also online that uh, definitely demonstrate what we've been through, through our marches as well. We do say our personal experiences. So it's very important to when you are learning to also let your families know, because we're not on the table with you to let your family know that. So we need you guys to step up and be the branch between us and your family. Another great point is to appreciate and not appropriate. Mm. We do need to give credit where it is due too often we see the stealing of black culture not only black culture but i see indigenous culture all the time especially during halloween where people are dressing up as quote-unquote indians i've seen blackface even here in canada so stuff like that like Please do not do that. First of all, that's racist. That's not in any way appreciating yeah, anything. no, it's not. For example, like, you know, if you are going to adopt anything that is truly Black culture, you do have to give credit where it's due. And then another important point here is to donate, sign petitions, and also follow platforms that highlight the Black movement. So if that's something that's local in your community, that's like a little community organization, follow them. Big organizations like Black Lives Matter Movement you can follow. And then if you're just on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever, just look up Black leaders and see, um, take like a stroll in their account and see if it's something that you need to learn about and follow them because obviously ignorance is not power. You need knowledge in order to um, be an active role in the movement. Please do support Black-owned businesses. We are very we are a very small um, part in the business category so if you do see a black organization or a black owned business and you can lend a few dollars in support that definitely helps out with not only obviously their growth but just our exposure overall in businesses so all those five points there are definitely things that you can work on today in order to be a better non-black ally
0: perfect thank you for the list for today and thank you for joining us onto this podcast we really appreciate your time so, for myself, of course, with that little whole intro and spiel, for the listeners out there and for our guests as well, I'm not the most perfect person either. I'm not gonna deem myself as as the most self righteous so seeing all your points and also looking at the lists and everything kind of clicks into my mind that you know, like I need to do more, you know what I mean, and simply put, there are some points where it's like, all right, if you don't feel guilty, then I mean. You know what I mean? Like you, there, there. You need to do more work if you feel guilty, first off. But if you don't feel guilty, you need to look at yourself hard in the mirror. Like who are you? Because if you didn't like for the for the last what six months and past further than that, I mean, since George Floyd's death, rest in peace, and all the you know that that was the first one that really you know Ahmad Abra uh, Abari, he got shot while he was running, but then that wasn't as televised or as big of a storm. Uh, you could you could interject with me as well, but that George mm-hmm. Floyd point right there, that his death, when it was on the screen, there was a lot of debate of people saying, oh, if you don't feel uncomfortable about this, then you are, mm-hmm. part of my language, but you are fucked. Like, you need to go check yourself. Like, but I think that was a point where everyone had to actually check their privilege and check themselves and see deep inside because- especially with covid how for our listeners at home time and time again i did say plenty of times that with covid it is one of those times where you had nothing to do all you can really do was sit with your emotions and self-reflect so yeah so thank you for jumping on here because i mean even for myself i've wanted to do this podcast since the start of august this is something that i kind of like dropped here and there like in my other podcast like the Mm -hmm. for one of the podcasts i did was an nfl podcast and it was basically for you know that was a stir emotion where the um who was it um i forgot now jacob blake i believe he got Mm -hmm. shot in wisconsin yeah and then they did they boycotted the game in Mm -hmm. milwaukee for the nba but for the nfl there was a lot of you know love heat too because they're one of the orga- mm-hmm. one of the organizations they call it that has mixed opinions and very pro-right pro-trump right so yeah um going back to my point was that i did not have the resources or the comfort to be able to you know find what i need or be able to plug in an appropriate time for me to release this so knowing that i have gone to one of your protests for listeners at home, it was a piece for protest. There was nothing. It was one of the most, like, I guess, invigorating things I've seen, and most eye-opening things I've seen um, in terms of just like the captivating and a move moving of some of the things that has that were displayed there and have been said there. But you you were so angry, but n- everyone had the respect that no one did anything you know what i mean and and for mm-hmm. me to see the contrast between media versus this kind of made me a bit more reluctant to put this out there made non-black people of color in general i'm not gonna mm-hmm. say for everyone but for most people they didn't know besides from yes. you know not being outwardly racist to black people mm-hmm. or having friends that are black but besides that what else like they didn't know any other means to go past that, right? That, that includes myself yeah. too. I did not know any means besides from, hey, don't be racist, and hey, like respect everyone. And my best friends are black. Like that. That's that. That was it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I needed to do more, right? So, but mm-hmm. I want to thank you again for coming on. Now I do have some on our podcast. Sorry, I do have some points that I want want to show light on from your list. Mm-hmm if you see something say something i think that 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 one point right there regardless of what it is is very important it's just that structural foundation for anything and i love that that you specified that but in terms of this case yes it is for racism specifically but for anything if you Mm -hmm. are if you are someone who stands there and doesn't do shit you are part of the problem Yes, right? just as bad. Just mm-hmm. as bad. So I, I really liked it how you emphasized that and how you put that out there and clarified that for us. Another thing that I do really appreciate was, your third point was appreciate and not appropriate. Give credit where it's due. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, I think the Black culture has seeped in, in such a big influence. And I don't know if you can agree with me on this but in today's society fashion sports culture music you name it everything has a black influence yes we want for the non-black people color this might irk you and this might be the hot take. but for myself also because i was guilty of this growing up as a teenager i wanted to be black but we didn't know the other flip side of being black the 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 reality
1: yes everybody wants to be black but but when it's time to actually be black you don't want to be black that's what we say
0: (laughs) yes thank you there you go i think i'm gonna actually use that as a soundbite because that 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 has a very big point because the thing is like we want to be black but we don't appreciate it we don't dig dig, we don't dig deeper to see the full spectrum right Mm -hmm. and for myself yeah like i i'm a big my favorite genre of music is hip-hop and RB, like straight to the core but mm-hmm. this this will go well this will dive into the conversational uh question segment of our um podcast today but music especially like there are a lot of you know stories that are real life stories that these artists are putting out there and yet we try to emulate that so hard like we're real life thugs but like even that word is so misappropriate you know what i mean like but that's the only word i could put out there to reflect that and it's it's so sad because it's one of those things like in my opinion you can listen to it you can appreciate it but if you don't if you never lived it you shouldn't be like displaying that at all yes but yeah Definitely. And, and that ties into the support your black businesses, right? Like that's where the due respect comes from, right? Like if you really want to appreciate the black culture per se, go support the black owned businesses because yeah, yeah, sure. You could pour money into Amazon and sure you could pour your money into all these big corporations, but let alone you have all these like mom and pop shops that are struggling out there right you know what i mean and, and it doesn't have to be black specifically but for this this topic specifically and the, the 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 social atmosphere that we're living in right now yes like it is important because i mean some of them especially in the states don't get the privilege or don't get the same you know same treatment from the government or the same start to the race as other races do so Mm -hmm. any little bit counts whatever you you know whatever that's going through your mind that that doubt of oh no my my dollar won't help them as much no fuck that like it will help
1: not only just dollar just like even putting the word out like promoting you know what i'm saying reposting like that reposting is free right so you can do that follow just basically giving them any type of attention not only just monetary gain but just some type of attention to have this, the foot into another group that we probably would have never gotten the opportunity to even approach or have them support us in any way. So be that bridge between us and, you know, your group of friends or your family members.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and that's a, actually a really good point. I have a friend who's from Hamilton. Uh, I don't know if he lives there currently anymore. He, he's moved out to BC, but shout out to Richard. You know, he's grown up where I grown up. Our friends groups are predominantly Black. And he has Mm -hmm. so many social networks that where most of his black friends, you know, they own businesses. And so each day he would shine a light on each person's business or what they were doing. And Mm -hmm. that really helped me because I wanted to find a business to support. And he gave that to me he gave me an outlet. He gave me a resource to find these things because yeah, you could Google anything, but then if they're not in a reach or they're not something that really interests you, then you're not going to go through them regardless of whatever business you're talking to. Right. So that, that was really cool. So shout out to Richard and shout outs to all the black businesses and definitely support your local black businesses for sure. So Mm -hmm. now, is there anything else you want to dive into your list today before we head into the question segment?
1: know but i mean if you're listening and you've gotten this far follow your girl march for black lives on all all platforms join the fight
0: (laughs) yeah do it you you don't think like even if you don't do anything just follow just give a simple follow just give the likes out and again like a facebook group is the most simple way for you to get resources because it is a collective like it's it's like a a resource jar it's a it's a bank like it's a it's an informational bank like you you can go in there and look at you know different outlooks different perspectives go find articles go find movies and like podcasts and books that you were alluding to on there if you had any problems and you don't necessarily have to be black to be in that group yeah your group what had like twenty thousand people or something on there like it's insane (laughs) it's insane like i I was like wow hamilton like hamilton grown but then at the same time like it's ontario and canada wide from what i can see Mm -hmm. so that like mad respects to you for starting that because we 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 can dive into this later but it definitely separates you from other groups that Mm -hmm. are doing the same thing but you are doing it a bit more different a more uh personable and approachable way so Yeah, so besides that, if you like, we could dive into the question segment. Now, from your perspective here, why do you think non-Black people of color are so hesitant or reluctant on becoming an ally? Like, what's stopping them from doing this or doing so or taking the next step?
1: Sure. Um, So there's, for me, like, multiple reasons why people would be um, reluctant on joining, you know, the Black movement towards fighting racism of course uh for me the main thing is like ignorance if you're ignorant of a movement obviously you know your first reaction is going to be to not be a part of it in any way right because if just like you said from media versus real life like you came to my march you seen how peaceful it was you seen how you know we were very clear on our demands and everything was very respectful but if you are just looking online through a certain lens, and you're looking at American news or other places, and you're seeing, you know, Black Lives Matter uh, burning down buildings every five moments, then obviously you're going to say, okay, that's nothing I want to be a part of. So ignorance for me is number one. Number two is like the stereotypes of the movement, fear of acknowledging their own privilege, and like just simply not wanting to interrupt their lives, right? Because people think that this movement is like all in or not which is the total opposite of the truth, right? We have some people that are so active doing this every day, working at the front lines. We have our supporters. We have people that come in and out. And every person in that network is so important in keeping the movement moving forward, right? Yeah. So for me, just educate yourself. If you are even thinking of being a part of it, that just shows that, you know, you have the number one thing that's needed, which is sympathy and humility, like, you yep. know? So if you have that, just do your research look up local black organizations just so that you you know it can be real and concrete to you within your own city yeah. um, and then go from there right you don't have to be an active member you can just be a standby supporter whatever role you choose to play you can still be a part of it so yeah that would be my my number one answer is just not really knowing
0: yeah i think i think even like adding to that i think even not being a bystander could be also an action that you could do too right to stop like for 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 becoming an ally for being a supporter you don't necessarily of course like we promote for you to be a part of it we're not necessarily like you said alluding to it doesn't have to be an all or nothing like scenario like fuck like i i get it like we live in a a society right now where everyone has to be uh from this side of the spectrum versus this side of the spectrum like why can't there be a happy medium why can't you find a balance like you like for you to say oh I have to watch every fucking movie out there. So listen, every podcast, donate every single... No, you don't have to do that. You could donate a bit of your time, donate a bit of your money, go sign a petition, two petitions, go to a protest, do whatever is right, but actually do something. Don't do nothing, right? I think a lot of people get that misconstrued a lot. Ignorance is also a big thing too. I think when you brought up your protest versus like well the protests in real life that when you attend it versus mm-hmm. going to see you know going to see what you see online or like yes. you know through certain media um, media outlets it's
1: mm-hmm. the same
0: thing like it, like i think there's also this misconception as well and you can agree or disagree with me here but just because canada is a polite country that does not mean we're not racist either There's so much systemic racism. And I think we had a call earlier and I don't know if, if I'm right, but, and people at home, you could fact check me on this too, but you did mention that there was a residential school for Aboriginal kids that just shut down recently uh, in Mm -hmm. Brantford. And that's just recently. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it it happens here too. Like, like, or not, like, we can't just because we're a country that says sorry 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 well apparently we're not sorry for being racist so
1: exactly yeah um, and it's just like the hidden right we like to hide our racism because Canada is just so polite oh no no we just let the slaves ride in and that was it like no 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 we need to look into the history beyond the history books because history books is just to make us look a certain way, but mm-hmm. when you go into the deep rooted history of Canada, it's very scary. It's very, very, very scary.
0: And, and it's not. It's not like I will say this. It's not like we're like entirely like the U.S. Just for like the notion, because I when when I did take history in grade ten, um, there was a set like can like Canadian history versus like U.S. history. Canadian history. There were points where it did say like maybe they didn't say racism outright but it did you know procure the fact that there was racism going on the the railways Mm -hmm. in bc was made by chinese slaves uh you have residential schools which was racism against aboriginal people you have Mm -hmm. you know english versus the french and then you have you know Mm -hmm. black people of color coming from africa to the u.s or to canada and moving moving through underground railroad like just shit like that you know what i mean and it's stuff Mm -hmm. that they teach us but because of because we're in school oh we have to learn this so we go through the motions but we don't really understand it and with the u.s that is a fault of its own but with the u.s they just shut that down completely they just don't teach you certain things so that that's Mm -hmm. that's the sad side of it Ooh, it's getting a bit spicy in there, don't you think? But before we head back and finish the rest of this debate, we're going to take a short little break. Usually, podcasts would have sponsor ads here. I don't, unfortunately. I just want to take this time here to tell you guys to go get yourself a glass of water, yell at the clouds, or message your friends of the hot takes you've been hearing thus far. Or you can hop onto our IG account at Podcast and Email us at bbshopquintetpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com for any comments, questions, or any updates or input. Now, we will see you in a few. Okay, situational wise, okay, scenario wise here. Mm-hmm. What if I as a non black person of color, I don't know what to do or say when it comes to a certain situation, that racism is presented. Like, what should I do in that case? That, that's the main question for that scenario. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have an example of an everyday situation a common situation that could help that point, that'd be great as well. I do have a case study, but I don't think it would be as great as if you had an example that you could bring up mm-hmm. that's more relatable to our audience okay. that they can use in their practical everyday you know, life. So do you have an answer for that by chance?
1: Yes. So the main thing is just like we mentioned in the top five list is the, what's not an option is not saying anything. OK, so if you got as far as to know, OK, what's being said right now is stereotyping. It's racist. It's mm-hmm. offensive. If my friend was here, you know, and if this is, doesn't have to be if we are in your face, even if mm-hmm. this is you're at the dinner table with your family. Like this is a good example, because I've actually heard this a lot. Okay. Um, we're at the dinner fa- dinner table with our family. I just attended a march or a protest. And, you yeah. know, I just want to discuss that with my family. And, you know, maybe my dad or my mom is saying, oh, why do you even support these people? You know, Mm -hmm. they're all just, they deserve what they're getting. It's not even that bad. You know, like, why are they even complaining? They should just be happy that we're no longer slaves. You know, like anything like that, in a situation like that, you need to educate. Okay? First of all, yes, we're no longer slaves, but there is many things here in our system that actually do still keep us oppressed as if we are slaves. So mm-hmm. we do still need to, you know, understand that and just cuz it doesn't specifically target you, you have to mm-hmm. still put yourself in our position. So, you know, you don't know what to say, you know that that's racist, you know that that's stereotyping, you know it's offensive if your friend of color was there and sitting down, you know you would speak up. So just yeah. imagine that we're there and say what you have to say first of all you need to make sure that they know that their opinion is not agreed with that's number one so if they're saying something that's stereotyping like oh you know they're all just gonna burn down a building no that's actually not true i went to a protest for march for black lives in september everything was peaceful there was people from all colors we all united and it was actually amazing mom Maybe you should come to a protest with us, just kind of figure out their own struggle directly from them. And instead of, you know, relying on media to twist it in a way that isn't true, something that simple can really be what's needed to switch somebody's mind. Because like I said, if you say nothing in those situations, your mother and father are going to continue to go to work and say that, go to school and say that, be on the bus and say it, be out in public and say it and continue to offend people of color you know as they go along but that just your one time resisting that statement of your friends or your family that helps break the cycle of them normalizing stereotyping and being offensive towards black people because that's that is normalized right yeah. if you can make somebody a slave then obviously you have no respect for them you know like for yeah. example like i don't even want to say this but i do work and i'm not going to say where but yeah, I do don't work don't. for a like we take calls every day right so and i work with an american company so there was this man that stereotyped me. He was like, oh, you know, my, my dogs don't like to let Black people touch them because Black people steal everything they touch. And right away, I had to get out of my professional tone. And I said, sir, listen. I know I have a very uppity voice is what we call it, since, you know, sometimes you don't even know if I'm black, if I'm talking Mm. in my customer service voice, because that's another thing that's wrong with our community. We always have to switch our tone of voice to be a lot more professional, just like our hair and everything else. So when he's talking to me, he didn't even notice I was a person of color and I had to let him know, hey, sir, I'm of color and I would never steal from you. So statements like that are just not okay. This is an 81 year old man. I swear if I could see him, I know he was just like beet red because he was so embarrassed. And then he took his statement back. So it really does just take one moment to say, hey, that's not true. I'm going to devalue what you just said because it's racist. And, and, you know, I have experiences with people of color and not every single person is just like that. Just like not every Asian person is the same. Just like not every white person is the same. Indian person. We have to normalize that every black person is not going to be what you were grown up to think they're going to be.
0: Yep. Yep. And I, and that's it. Denormalizing it and then normalizing a new, you know, new mindset, because again, like, I think there's also this, uh, not notion, but this whole narrative that, you know, old people will be old. So when they die, our new regime which is us and whatever right like our kids will be you know a newer fresher mindset sure generally speaking as a whole picture yeah we're gonna be more progressive but there are certain places where that doesn't happen that won't ever happen because they Mm -hmm. will always be stuck in that perpetual cycle of think that that normalizing of those stereotypes or those you know scenarios that keeps perpetuating in their lives like i'm not gonna name specific places but like the bible belt in the states you know there's certain towns or they're so racist or certain states are so racist that like you just can't change them regardless of you know regardless of if you're waiting for that generational change which will won't like you can't wait on that Um, no no thank you for answering that because that was a question Mm -hmm. from one of our listeners as well and he brought that up and he was like yeah like it's uh, like how do i bring this up to my parents like how do i bring this up in a conversation when he's a white person of color like he's like shit like i stand behind this notion but i can't reform everyone so what the hell mm-hmm. do i do well it's like what well, yeah. you keep on doing you man. you keep you keep trying to shift them as much as you can right mm-hmm. and hopefully exactly. hopefully Hopefully your advice breaks through them and he finds much more motivation and just keeps on going because, I mean, there's always a breaking point somewhere. And if they don't reform, at least you don't cave back. Right. So yes. next question here for you. You said educate yourself. And you did mention in the list that there were some books, media, podcasts, movies, social media pages and so forth that you can look into. Right. And we kind of touched upon a few of them. For yourself, is there any, like, recommendations or anything that you've been, I guess, diving your feet into or, like, people have told you about that you want to share to the audience so they could also maybe check them out as well?
1: Sure. Um, I'm actually reading two books right now. The first one is Black Against Empire, and it's from Joshua Bloom. It's a really good book. It actually shows the correct history of the Black Panther Party, because as we know, obviously, we only see you know the criminalization of the black panther movement but it does show like you know how it grew and why it was obviously needed in the time also the marxism and reparations and the black freedom struggle is a really good book as well yeah and that one there is from leslie finberg and it is exactly what it sounds like it's letting you know about the (laughs) black movement and obviously what is needed there and as far as like instagrams to follow i have like a extended list of some organizations we can follow these aren't huge organizations these are actually community built organizations which in my opinion are the most relatable because it's real people it's very mm-hmm. we're not politicians we're not you know anything like that we're everyday people that are sharing our everyday struggles so again sorry to plug myself again but you know what yeah, I follow your <laughs> march number four black lives on instagram you can also follow molten people's movement on instagram they're like Mm. amazing they're they're actually working with a lot of families here in canada that have lost their family members to police brutality so i do a hundred percent urge you to follow them yesterday we had a live with Chantel and mike though they're both actually from peel and they were attacked by the police Chantel was tased and shot actually uh, oh, by a Peel wow. Police officer. So yes, she did share her story through their lives. So if you follow them, you can actually watch the full hour and a half story. Um, and yeah. they're going back and forth with the police. So please do follow Malton People's Movement.
0: How do you spell that? Um, Sorry.
1: Yes. So Malton, so it's M-A-L-T-O-N. Yep.
0: T-O-N. People's,
1: yep. peoples with a S S at the end. Okay. And then Movement. Yeah. And that's on Instagram. And then you can also follow Justice for Jamal T-O. I've been working very closely with that family as well of Jamal Francique. He also, unfortunately, has died last year due to police brutality. He was actually cornered in his car by undercover police and shot in the back of his head. And the SIU, yes, the SIU report came out and there was a lot of discrepancies in that report. Um, so that kind of just shows how the SIU and the police work together to cover things mm. up, how they also work to criminalize Black people, especially after the death, in order to make them, you know, see more like, oh, he was selling drugs. Oh, he had a gun. I can get more into that, but just follow <laughs> Justice <laughs> justice for Board, Um, You yeah. can actually see on the page, too, that they broke down the SIU report, all the discrepancies, the times, everything like that. You'll see it there. Also, doctors defund police on Instagram. I'm like Mm. DRS defund police. Those are doctors for defunding police. They were involved in our online discussion with Chantel and Mike Uh. because we actually found some disturbing links between the medical field and the police field. Really? Um, They're both yes, yes. They're both actually upholding racist practices that are criminalizing Black people even before charges are laid. So that got exposed follow that page because a lot of doctors will be stepping forward to let us know a lot of very very bad things that are happening behind the scenes also justice number 4 ejaz that's spelled e j a z he was also a person of color that was killed last year here in canada he was actually killed on a wellness check the police climbed his balcony and shot him multiple times he was a 64 year old man and there was no There was no reason for that. He had schizophrenia. His family was begging them not to hurt him, and they killed him right there and then. Also, justice for DeAndre DeAndre Campbell, um, that too is the same situation. He was calling the police for a mental health check, and he died that day. HS4, number four, justice. um, That's actually Hamilton Students for Justice. They're currently fighting their school system due to Mm. different racism and oppressions that they actually been facing throughout the years of their high school experiences. So they're actually standing up to the school board currently. So they need a lot of support there. And lastly, please follow eyes on blue lies. That is a page that can't say obviously who runs it because it's very, 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 risky page but it's very needed in this movement they're working towards exposing different police we need we're exposing badge numbers names etc from different Ontario cities of police that have been accused of police brutality and even killing people so we're identifying those type of people on that account so please do follow out um eyes on blue eyes but yes those are the main instagrams to follow that i am very very close with also the fund hps that's in hamilton they're working very, very, very hard to cut that police budget down here so that it goes towards the people. Mm -hmm. So yes, that was a big, big list of social medias to follow. But I do urge you guys to follow those pages if you want to stay up to date as to what you can actively do, if you want to hear any stories, and if you just want to stay up to date as to like how far we're getting within our fight towards justice.
0: Perfect. Thank you for all that. I think that's plenty. And I mean, it's plenty. But really it's not even enough of resources that you know that's only a little speck of dust of resources that are out there for for you to attain like i mean for myself i have a couple books that i read throughout this past year how to be anti-racist by dr ibram x Kendi. then i got uh, white fragility i forgot the author's name um that was really good book too she's a white person in color who wrote about white fragility which is really really neat and then ava duvernay She's a director for one movie that I was watching. Well, it was like a mockumentary was When They See Us and give you a rough synopsis here for the listeners at home. Five young kids who are just going out on their days and they got, you know, their nights doing their own routine and stuff. Nothing mischievous, nothing going on. And then they got, uh, you know, apprehended and falsely accused and put in jail. And they were in jail for 15, 20 years and got released as adults. And uh, they went, At it against the judicial system. And yeah, so Mm -hmm. it definitely is a raw movie. All these are really raw, really reflects what some of the movements are and the real history Mm -hmm. of this matter. But that doesn't mean that you should turn your head away from it. So these are just some of the things that we're putting out there for you guys at home myself included i'll definitely be checking some of those pages and stuff too i actually followed a couple a few of them already and also just right now as you were spelling them out and i mean there will be also books and stuff too out there that i'll be looking at but so thank you for your list and recommendations Mm -hmm. as well out there i have a question here that was on here i guess it was a bit redundant to what we were saying already but let's just add a little like caveat, I guess, or like a little like asterisk behind this. So how do I have a conversation with my black people of color friends about social injustice from a non, like, because we already talked about, hey, so how do I talk about this type of s- stuff? You know what I mean? With non-black people of color. Now, how do I talk about this with people of black color about this situation when I'm not one myself? How would you approach that?
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely with care. Don't just come out, you know, saying any and everything. You do still have to be very sensitive with what you say, because a lot of the things that do happen against the Black community, we do take it personally, because like, Mm -hmm. you know, when we see someone that looks like us getting killed for absolutely no reason, like it's hard not to put ourselves in the shoes of, you know, that could be my family member, that could be me, my sister, my brother, my cousin right? So it's a very, very sensitive topic to begin with. So just approach it with care. If it's something that is out there on the news, like for example, like just because you already brought up George Floyd and stuff like that, just say how you feel, right? Like Mm. witnessing that online, you know, made me feel blank or Mm -hmm. seeing that story made me feel blank. You know, Mm -hmm. I can never understand exactly how you feel as a black person, but I know just coming from a human being standpoint, that what i've seen happen isn't okay and i want to do anything in my power to change it how are you feeling about the situation you know is there anything i can do for you do you need a listening ear you know anything like that really really does help in aiding those conversations And it's not like just come at it as knowing that it's not going to be a problem for us, right? Because it's not like what we're going through is a secret anymore, especially with the big movement that happened last year, right? A lot of people actually got their eyes like pretty much plastered open. So it's like, you already know what's going on. So approach it with Obviously, your friends—you're not just gonna walk into the street uh, up to any black person and say, "Hey, did you see the killing of George <sighs> Floyd? What does that feel for you?" Like, you know, yeah these are—I'm—I'm I'm talking in a situation as you have black people of color in your in your your network. They're your friends. There are people you care about, your family members, etc. Mm-hmm. Approach it with care. Hey, do you want to speak about this today? I—I I, it was just very disturbing to me, and and be honest, right? I have a lot of white friends, like. Even like the main person that I was working with um, throughout this summer on the organization is one of my favorite um, best friends and his name is Justin and he is a very white. Okay. Um, And he would just like, we would have like very candid conversations, like where he would honestly tell me, like, I just don't understand like why my people are doing this. Like, you know, like you can just come from another side and kind of have that back and forth. Like that's completely okay. We're humans. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we're going to slip up and say the wrong thing. But again, just like going back in our previous conversation, our previous questions, saying nothing just kind of can give off that you don't care or you're not prioritizing people in your life that aren't like you, their feelings. So like I said, approach it with care, figure out if they want to talk about it first. And if they do, lend a listening ear and obviously continue to educate yourself.
0: Yeah, even for myself, like even trying to get this podcast together, like I alluded to for like five minutes, about 20 minutes ago, this was a very sensitive topic for me to even put out there. It was for me walking on eggshells, but also at the same time, I had to know, you know, that I had to put this out there, but with, you know, cautiously treading also, like not just going willy nilly, just, you know, bullheaded, just right into the battle, you know what I mean? But he, here's here's a question to follow up on that though. This wasn't on the question list at all, but mm-hmm. because you brought something up, it brought something up for me. When you when you said you can ask the black people of color in your friend circle or your social network circle I was like mm-hmm. how they feel about this or if they want to talk about this at all. Now adding to that, we also brought up the fact that you shouldn't be doing nothing. You should be doing at least something. Mm-hmm is there such thing as too much because I had black people of color who are my friends who said can you stop not not to me specifically but they put on the Instagram stories can you stop posting killings of black people on their Instagram stories because Mm -hmm. it is getting tiring and exhausting for them to see that day and day and day so what's your thoughts on that can you like deep like not even debunk can mm-hmm. you even like talk to us about that because that's the other side of the spectrum too right like when we as non black people of color do too much out there like what what's too much you know
1: for me honestly the limit doesn't exist mm-hmm. <laughs> but i don't speak for all black people of course That situation actually was brought to my attention too, where it was triggering for a lot of Black people to continue to see the killings of Black people, obviously, on their friends' stories and stuff like that. But how I see it is if my white friends or Asian friends or Indian friends or other people of color, indigenous, et cetera, do not post that on their story, their network will never know, right? So as much as that's triggering to me, maybe before you post it, have like a slide before that just says, you know, in my next slide, trigger warning, there is, you know, police brutality, please quickly just scroll by just a small little, you know, trigger warning prior to posting it, but don't stop. Because at the end of the day, post it or not, it's still happening. So I'd rather post it and and constantly educate people, constantly trigger people that don't look like me, because we've been triggered, you know, George Floyd, he is not even close to The amount of deaths that Black people have to mourn every, honestly, every single day. Like since I was a child, I've been mourning the death of Black people that I don't even know. Now that we're actually opening the doors to other communities to understand that, hey, we don't need to continue to circulate these uh, police killings just around, you know, Black Twitter or Black Instagram. Mm -hmm. This needs to be world known, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, I would say obviously use your discretion. Like if majority of your friend group, you know, or majority of your list is telling you, hey, it's triggering what you're posting. Maybe, you know, like I said, trigger warning or maybe lay off a little bit, but don't stop completely. We do still need that education to be out there in the public and accessible to other groups that otherwise wouldn't have it.
0: Yeah, that's a really good preface for sure. Of course, you can't satisfy everyone, but at least if you put the preface out there, you could still do the work that you entail, like you're entailed to doing, or you feel like is right. But on the other flip side, that you also give fair warning for people who don't want to see this type of stuff and just move on, right? And some of them don't want to see it. And some of them are just, you know, too tired. And I think the people who are, who don't want to see it because they don't stand by it, I think they should, but that's just my opinion. (laughs) And a lot of other people's opinions too. But moving on here, there's a segment i like to do. It's called Quick Five. Basically, I bring up five topics. It doesn't have to be quick answers. I mean, it's less of a deep dive, but these are just five topics that just came up to my mind that I would like your thoughts on specifically. So first off, as you're aware, for listeners and our guests as well, as you're completely aware, beginning of 2021... The White House was invaded by, <laughs> you know, a very erratic group of people out there. With that White House invasion, you can see on the TV how that was dealt with. And there was also another movement back in November where I will break down to you what the group was. The group was called Antifa. Oh, sorry, not was, but they're called Antifa. And they're anti-fascist and anti-racist left-wing social and political group in the U.S. In November, there was an anti-racist movement that was situated in front of the White House in Washington, D.C., the U.S. Capitol. Now, there was a big carfunkle about it because, uh, you know, Donald Trump was scared shitless that he had to go into bunkers. And there was, uh, you know, a night and day difference between the security and the dealings of everything that was going on during that time versus what happened just recently last month what is your thoughts on the contrast between the two more Mm -hmm. specifically on the antifa portion of it
1: so of course like just watching them go into the (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just couldn't even believe it, honestly. If I, Well, you know what? I'm lying. I did believe it because it just showed like white privilege is real. You know, we're not talking and making things up. Like the whole world's seen it. You know what I'm saying? If you're able to go into the Capitol and un- unarmed and you actually don't get any type of bullet holes in you, you don't get <laughs> tasered or anything like that, given there was one woman that was shot, but for the most part, everyone got to sit in seats they got to steal documents, they got to threaten Congress workers. And that just shows like the white privilege, basically for display for the world to see. So that was actually the only good thing that happened with the White House invasion, just Mm because then obviously, all that we've been saying has been validated in that moment. And then we'll go back to the Antifa, like, you know what, an actual oppressed group versus a imaginary oppressed group, right? Mm Antifa is actually fighting for black justice. And for people to stop hating us for no reason, just simply because of the color of our skin, right? Yes, they're a militia group. They say that they have guns and stuff like that, but why is that illegal? Isn't that a legal carrying state? Aren't they legally allowed to have those arms? I mean, be armed? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they are, (laughs) right? And on top of it, it's like, okay, if we have the KKK against us, a president that is inciting white supremacy, other groups that are pretty much working night and day to break down the Black Lives Matter movement, we do need a group that's gonna stand up and say, hey, we do have protection. We're not gonna be you know, threatened to curl up and just basically die. They tried to make Antifa, they try to criminalize them the same way they criminalize the Black Panther movement, the same way they're trying to criminalize every single Black movement that's happening right now here in Canada. I can't even go out and, and, and have a protest right now if I wanted to without being slammed by a million tickets. Meanwhile, people in Toronto as we speak are marching because they have to wear a mask.
0: Yeah. That's white yep. supremacy
1: here in Canada. Yeah. So, you know, it it it, it always happens, right? It, it, it's small as tickets or as big as I'm able to run and rush the capital. Yep. It just shows that there is a privilege here in this world that until we acknowledge it, we're never mm-hmm. going to have equality and we're never going to have change.
0: I think that's a very good breakdown of the two two sides of it right so now my next question my next topic that i need you your uh, thought on is you know when this whole movement really got kick-started with george floyd's uh killing there on television uh, sorry not yeah i guess on television and on on all social media as well i don't know who started it uh i don't really want to get into it but hashtag blackout tuesday on instagram what's your thoughts on that and what's your thoughts on people treating it as a fad or a trend per se and mm-hmm. it should it be do you think it is a fad a trend right now let's just say like
1: mm-hmm. so the blackout tuesday like i understood obviously the importance of it as a black woman it did show like solidarity with black people it let the platform be open so that we can post more about black issues and not be like you know um closed out with other posts Um, so that was a good thing about it but the sad thing about it though is it was very performative so we had people do the black box we had people put you know the black squares as their profile picture for a certain amount of time and then they went right back to normal now we went from a black square to I'm at the beach you know what I'm saying and then I'm I'm just jogging and I'm never going to post about this again right so The Blackout Tuesday, I don't think it worked for the purpose it should have worked for. And also, as far as making this a trend, I always, always, always did not want this to be a trend. Even at my first march, we had like 3,000 people literally Mm -hmm. at the Hamilton in hamilton sorry i'm going blank there but we had three thousand people came to our march which was amazing and i literally said it too on the stage i was like guys like this is amazing look at the unity we cannot make this a trend like being black is not a trend going through what we go through is not a trend this is every day you know If, if you come to this march and you go back home you go back to your life if i come to this march and i go back home i'm back to being black i can't get out of my skin So you need to understand the seriousness of this. This is not a trend. Everybody wants to look in my eye and say, oh, yes, it's not a trend. Yes, yes, yes. But then I've done four protests and we went from 3,000 to the last one. I'm pretty sure we had about 100 people. So that just shows like, wow, where did all those people go? A. Yeah. B, were you just taking photos to say that you were at a protest? Mm. (laughs) And C, like, do you just not care anymore? So it's just kind of like, as much as i didn't want this to be a trend i have to say that yes it is for many people and i will continue to call people out on it even my own followers i let them know hey if you see this post share this post i'm asking you to do something for free i have almost 2000 people following me here on this instagram what's the point of having 2000 people if you're not going to share this one link so that we can get the story out there yeah you know like i even tell them i'd rather have one follower that will actually actively comment you know share and be there right and then have 2000 people just following me to say i'm not racist hmm. right so it's just basically holding people to account um, on things like that right and yes yeah, it's, it's not a trend it's not a trend in any way but unfortunately it's a trend for a lot of people a lot of people just wanted to come out they wanted to have their black lives matter shirt their mask it's basically like this movement was just something for them to add on their collage i did this hmm. in 2020 but what they need to realize is this is actually a lifetime fight and it's real. You know, I'm fighting for my future children. I'm fighting for my, you know, nephews and my cu- little cousins so that they don't even have to do something like this. Like, you don't think I ra- I always say this. I'm like, you don't think I'd rather be, you know, watching Netflix, you know, out of this world right now. Okay. That's Just nice, chilling, yeah. not yeah. having to worry about like oppression every day. Yeah. I rather would rather do that. But, you know, with the movement being so high in 2020, we can't let that energy die. If you were there out in our first protest, like come out again. If you were there in our first protest, why aren't you following the page? Why aren't you signing petitions still? It's not a trend. As much as it's seeming like it is right now, you got to get yourself out of that mindset that, you know, you can pick and choose when Black lives matter. They always matter, you know, night and day, tomorrow, the next day, every other day of the year. You know, not just Black History Month. We have to always focus on fighting racism or else it's just going to continue to grow.
0: Yeah, and I definitely agree. Again, like we go back to the point that you don't have to necessarily do everything, right? You could just do something, just do one thing. Like, And I mean, like, for example, like every day, like when you have your normal daily routine, you brush your teeth, you you know, you shower, you shit, you go cook, you go eat, you meditate, you do yoga, you work out, whatever, you go to work, right? how hard is it for us to promote something for 10 seconds or to read upon something for a few minutes you know what i mean every day yeah. and in my opinion i think breaking out of that trend or fad circle per se you have to incorporate that into your life as if it was your lifestyle and then every mm-hmm. day it won't seem like a trend or a fad right Before I let you off, make sure you check out the Barbershop Quintet podcast on all streaming platforms. Give us a like, give us a five-star review on Apple Pod, and follow us at Quintet Podcast on IG. If you want to be involved as a guest on our panel or have any topics you'd like to discuss about, hit us up on our IG account or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your fresh inputs and ideas for this pod. Let us be your top five of the day. I like that point where you said, like, some people are there to, you know, to take a picture and post it on there, like flex a clout, I guess, like flex that, <laughs> like, it's just like comparable to like when you're at a club or when, when, when you have bottles or when you go to, mm-hmm. uh, when you travel, you're like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm here, right? my first protest i've ever been to there was these two middle-aged women but they came (laughs) out downtown and they were there and i was like cool no no judgment like the whole bunch of people were there they came there and the next thing you know all you see is them taking a picture posing and then them leaving within five minutes i'm like are you fucking kidding me right now like this is right in front of me like five like maybe like six six to ten feet away from me i'm like what are you serious mm-hmm. i took a so i took a picture of them and yeah. i posted them on my instagram i was like the audacity the fuck like if you're gonna stay stay like stay for at Seriously. least like 15 20 minutes they their intention was to go in there and then if you're gonna go in there and pop by to see something okay cool and you're, you're not interested walk away all right but they were there took their picture and headed onto their lives i'm like all right you do you but man you, you have no guilty conscience whatsoever yes. like it's ridiculous but yes. moving on before i go <laughs> on this angry ass rant right now yeah <laughs> um, i would like you to talk about the u.s political changes and what does canada need to do politics wise so u.s because recently as the whole world is pretty known and aware of this right donald trump is no longer the president hence the white house invasion right by the white supremacists Mm -hmm. that's why Mm -hmm. but joe biden and kamala harris just got inaugurated uh, about a couple weeks ago and Mm -hmm. well a couple weeks as of where we're recording today but with that being said what is your thoughts on that because we know there's a proven track record that they're not the clean like no politician mm-hmm. is clean on the sheet. Mm-mm. And they are proven that back in the day when they were, you know, senators and doing whatever roles they were doing before they were in this these two roles, they didn't have mm-hmm. a clean track record with the Black communities. Yeah. So what's your thoughts on that? And also, what's your thoughts on uh, what does Canada need to do next? Mm-hmm.
1: So just like you mentioned, like they don't have the cleanest track record. Like, for example, obviously Kamala... She, I think she was a defense attorney or I'm going to have to obviously get fact-checked on that, but I know she was in the legal system and she sent a lot of Black men to jail, very, very harsh sentences. And also, obviously, we already know Joe Biden, like he was huh, calling Black people super predators and, you know, he was behind like the drug war and et cetera, et cetera. So you know what? Yeah, they have a really bad track record. What I always do is just compare, you know, so, hey, you know what I, I analyze in the speeches they were doing, they were addressing the black community, they were acknowledging, you know, the changes that needed to happen. So what needs to happen with them is just the people holding them accountable to mm-hmm. their own statements, right? So if you say, like, Joe Biden literally said, you know, black people, you voted for me, you got my, my back, and now I have yours. What does that look like? You know Mm. what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) What's your action plan? Yes.
1: Like, you know, and and as citizens, we need to start demanding that. And just moving towards Canada, like what we need right now is where is Trudeau? You wanted to go on your knee and put up your hand, right? Your fist in solidarity, yet you have yet to even talk to the Black community. Understand what we're asking you for. Mm -hmm. Make any type of situations or, or opportunities to you know, help in any way, you know, figuring out what we can do to have a more just society. No, you're not doing that. He's being like very performative, right? He wants to go to one protest and that's it. Where are Canadian politicians in general when it comes to the big push of Canadians against police violence, Canadians against the very huge budget of the police, you know, anything like that. They've been almost radio silent and silence, is violence we've heard that sentence come out so many times yeah. in 2020 that it can't even be ignored silence is violence so in canada right now what we need is artists politicians you know anybody with any type of quote-unquote clout to really come out of their box right now and say it if you're against what we are against we need to hear it from you because that's the type of push we need right now to continue to have the fire behind the movement why does why does it have to be different a whole year later like I don't get that you know why can't we still have the same fire because people are disregarding the movement and until we have like our politicians and the people that matter and can change stuff actually speak up and against these certain injustices then they'll just continue to be systematic and continue to happen so like I said right now in Canada we need people to step up we need the people that can cut budgets to do that we need an actual genuine conversation between the public and the police we don't need the police to take any more diversity training okay and we actually need to get rid of killer cops and we need to identify them that's a whole other situation right that people in certain positions can help push and until that happens we're going to have a really 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 hard fight until we get that but obviously Mm -hmm. we're never going to stop Canada too we need to acknowledge that we're not perfect like, we're not perfect any, anyway. any We're very, very racist. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and if you're not a person of color, you're not going to understand that. And I'm not talking just Black people, Asian people. I know you have at least one situation where yep. you have felt, you know, discriminated yep. against. Indian people, Indigenous people, you know? Like, I know we all have our experiences. To not acknowledge that Black people are going through it too is, is honestly just a slap in the face. From every other POC, to be honest. Yeah. You know, we all need to step up because it's not just Black people. Once Black people get justice and we're the lowest on the totem pole, I promise you, every single race will get justice. Yeah. And that's what people need to start seeing it as. You know, we need to look at ourselves for what we really are. We had laws in Canada that stopped Black people from coming into the country because they deemed us as we couldn't live in a cold climate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's stuff that I never knew about. That's stuff I'm learning in 2021 and I'm 24. And on top of it, guess who signed that? Wilford Laurier, the same person that I went to, to the school. I went to Wilford Laurier <laughs> University.
0: Yeah. Imagine
1: that. I want, I want my money back. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> the fact that I went to a racist school. Like, we need to dig up our Canadian history and then, and then go from there. Because we yeah. can't change anything on a lie.
0: That's a very fair point. And I really like the, I like, I like you for calling out my people, especially, um, cause I'm a call them out too right now. Where the fuck were y'all? Like, deadass. Like, when COVID hit, we got people fucking like, I, I got a speck of dust of that reality as well. Like, I got fucking like socially, you know, I didn't get beat up, but I got like stares and different, different tones and stuff like that. And you, mm-hmm. you know what they were alluding to, you know, but. Yes again it's not you don't have to necessarily understand all the grief and pain and, and and fucking racism that black people of color have been going through for hundreds of years but you have to be empathetic now because that's something that we've had a taste of even yeah. right now like i'm seeing like with lunar new year's coming up this coming weekend
1: mm-hmm. s-
0: several news outlets are saying like oh this elderly got pushed oh this person got beat up oh blah 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 and they're all in like asian like asian ethnic groups and i'm like all right the only reason how i know that is that because my asian friends are posting that up i'm not anti-asian but at the same time where were you not posting about the black inequality like Mm -hmm. equality means equality for all not for your own race like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that you become you become a supremacist if you just back up your own race. Sure. Oh, yeah. I am proud of being Asian. Yes, I am proud of being Canadian. Sure. At the same time, you have to realize that we're all cogs of a whole fucking wheel. Like we need each other. We need to support support each other. You can't just mm-hmm. be uh, just like you said, if you are standing for your own like own issue, yet you can't support another person's issue that's hypocritical that's basically slapping yeah basically slapping your face and discrediting everything you've been through and Mm -hmm. for myself like i'm i like i said i'm gonna call all the asians out there all my asian friends out there like yo like we need to step up our game too because right now we're pushing this aside thinking that this is most important and it is important i'm not saying it's Mm -hmm. not but that's why we have to step it up because black history Mm -hmm. month should be black history forever like that yes. shit we should be getting off all, all day every day you know what i mean like yeah. that information we should be pursuing out there we should be standing side by side as allies every day and i don't think it should be oh let's just wait till this happens then we do something or let's just wait till this happens and let's be reacted to it we need to be proactive mm-hmm. and that's just yeah that's how we're gonna be able to work through this you know what i mean so man i am getting fired up but um <laughs> yeah but my asian people we need to do better Hey, y'all. As you heard, sadly, I do not have sponsors, but I do have very amazingly talented friends and apps that i like to share and shamelessly plug in here. The stunning and sleek hand-drawn and hand-painted logo that you've seen, go check my friend Ashley at her IG account at ashley.bydesign. That's A-S-H-E-L-Y dot B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N for your creative and artsy needs. And now for a banger of an intro and outro, check out my musically talented mastermind friend, Dylan, at his IG account, at by Dylan. That's at B-Y-D-I-L-L-E-N. For all of your music production and beats, two apps y'all need to try out, Canva, where I have created some of my social media content and promo from, and GroovePad, for the sick West Coast transitions you heard before this plug and right before we get back to the program. Now go check them out and we'll be right back. Moving on to the last second thought here that I have mm-hmm. of this quick five. So as you said again, um one of your points was appreciate and not appropriate. And I did dive into the fact that right now our society is very black influence. Oh, yeah. Like it or not, you see it everywhere, mm-hmm. especially in hip hop. Diving into that because my podcast surrounds a lot of you know music and music. A bunch of the artists that I've been portraying so far has been black artists, and they've been you know hip hop artists or R and B artists. So, with that being said, what's your thoughts on racial slurs in hip hop and the influence from black culture, basically?
1: Like you said earlier, like black artists and music is mostly based off of actual experiences right i'm not going to say like all rappers are truly gangster because sometimes that's what we have to act like to even get pushed and that's a sad thing right We have mm-hmm. to act like we're so hard and stuff like that but even if their story isn't 100 percent true to them it's true to somebody in our um in their lives in our lives or even their yeah. lives right yeah when you aren't of color and aren't of that experience, that's something for you to definitely keep in mind when you're rapping about, you know, being locked up or, you know, fuck the police or whatever, 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 you need to understand that there's actual a real like life experience behind those words. And Mm -hmm. there's real life, you know, issues that came with them even having to express that in the first place. So of course support, we need it, but you know, singing it with a passion with a hard er at the end or even a.
0: <laughs>
1: maybe don't do that hold off on the slurs you know hold off on you know anything that's offensive in the song if you know the lyrics enough you know the lyrics enough to skip that part mm. right maybe if you guys watch the movie white girls and they're in the car and they sing it and they <laughs> say that one situation like I'm not going to get mad because I wasn't there and that wasn't on camera, right? So those situations, whatever, I can't control people. But I'm saying in public around other people of color, please censor yourself. Don't mm-hmm. be that one person to be offensive just because you are entertained. Mm-hmm. It's unnecessary, okay? And you're not proving anything. For example, like I am 24. I've ne- like, I'm not going to say I never said the word, but it it's not in my like vocabulary. I don't have to say it. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's in a song, like, I don't feel, like, obligated to say that word. So, and that's coming from a Black mixed with Black person. So, if I can get over it, you know, other people can get over it too. Appreciate, not appropriate. Don't act like a gangster because you're listening to, you know, a full rap album and now all of a sudden you feel like, oh, I'm a color now. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Don't, don't go changing your whole style because you listen to an album you know, appreciate, rock with it, and then move on. Be you. You know what I'm saying? Be you. That's all we say. Just be yourself.
0: Yeah, and why Why I brought that up was because in, I guess, 2016 or 18, I don't know what the year, I'm not going to go and fact check that, but um, people would know this situation. Kendrick Lamar brought up mm-hmm. a girl up on stage, <laughs> and they rapped Mad City and you know she dropped the hard r
1: oh gosh
0: oh was it the hard r or soft way i don't even know how the song goes anymore but it was one of those racial so i think it was soft a soft yeah. but regardless wrong
1: yeah it was
0: wrong <laughs> but needless to say there was a lot of debate and a lot of like you know at that point we weren't sadly we weren't progressive as a society right yeah and the thing was that's why it caused so much of debate today right now people would be like oh that's fucking wrong regardless Mm -hmm. but back even like three to five years ago people were like no but he set him he set her up sure there might be a debate that yeah you can insinuate that he set her up to do that but she has the choice to say it or not to say it and yet she still said it so i mean it is a heat of the moment i get it you are pumped you are fired up that you got chosen on there damn bro like you played yourself so yeah so that that's why i brought that up um because you know hip-hop is a big prominent role in today's society the the top hits in the top 100 billboard charts are either you know hip-hop they're either cardi b drake Mm -hmm. you know and you name it all the big the baby you name it all the big rappers that will cuss they will cuss and cuss Mm -hmm. and cuss and cuss cuss. but Mm -hmm. people don't realize what you just said the background or the 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 context behind the songs or if you know the songs well you should be able to fucking uh you know censor that shit so my last thought here for the Mm -hmm. quick five which wasn't really quick but um the quick five this wasn't on a question list but you brought up the black panther uh movement Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now what's your thoughts on the black panther movie the marvel movie um, oh. yeah because i can see as an asian person
1: mm-hmm.
0: crazy rich asians came out we were like yo that was our movie and now there's a new one shang chi which is a marvel one mm-hmm. that's coming out and we're like that's gonna be our movie too mm-hmm. when all my black friends and the whole black community was like this movie is the fucking shit black panther when it came out they're like this is what we needed but I want to hear what your perspective is on that because I did, I did hear there was some like mixed opinions about it Mm -hmm. in terms of like, yeah, sure. It's only gotten this because of, you know, it's a Marvel movie and that what about all the other black movies that should be, you know, be out there like the, for example, here's a Hollywood movie that was an all black cast. Think like a man, Mm -hmm. you know, Gabrielle Union, Mm -hmm. Regina, Regina Hall, uh, mm-hmm. Michael Ealy you name it like yeah just movies like those like I guess there's a new tv show too Love Lovecraft Country which is a mm-hmm. all-black movie also our uh, all-black all series produced by Jordan Peele the guy who created mm-hmm. us and Get Out I mean
1: yes
0: we're all fantastic so I want your thoughts on the Black Panther movie and what it means to you and what's your thoughts around mm-hmm. that but also why isn't there much publicity around or marketing around those type of movies too because those movies are Mm -hmm. fire in my opinion (laughs)
1: so for sure in my personal opinion i actually did love the movie to be honest in my lifetime i have never seen like such great representation of black women and just black people in general like they had darker skinned black women with Mm. natural hair like that Mm. that doesn't happen like that just simply does not happen so as a Black woman, like that was actually very liberating to see, very refreshing to see, you know, we weren't in any type of oppressive role. The Black community was very self-sufficient. Everything that we are and always have been, but never is portrayed in, you know, movies, media, et cetera, we're always so like, especially Black women, ghetto, you know, certain body shapes, certain hair type. and And it was just so beautiful to see. Black women of all ages being represented so beautifully, so um, authentically. You know, I see my aunts in that video. I see myself in that in that movie, and it was great. It's unfortunate that it has to be pushed so much because it is a Marvel movie, and obviously, as we know, that's not like owned in any way by Black people. Um, so as much as that movie did go like crazy, like get great numbers, most of that money isn't going to any person of color, obviously, unless they are an actor, but. I mean, we can still use, you know, that as an example of, you know, yes, not a lot of Black movies are pushed, but it doesn't mean they're not there, right? Yeah. So if you have that interest in Black movies, like, just take the time to do the research, like, look up Black movies, just like you said, Us and Get Out. If you like um, scary movies, like, and just mind movies that just like mess with your mind, like, those are two of the movies that you need to watch, like, right away. Full Black cast, you know, very dark-skinned mom, dad. Like, I love those type of representations because we never, ever, ever get to see that in the Black community. So it's just a matter of accessibility, right? We can't fix everything overnight. If I could, obviously, I'd love to go to a movie theater and see, okay, yes, this is an all-Black movie and I don't have to refer to it as a Black movie. It would just be a movie, movie. right? Because it's kind of weird that, like, that just shows racism itself, right? Like, if if all Asian people get together and make a movie now, that's for sure an Asian movie. If all Black Indian people get together, it's an Indian movie. But why is it in a white movie? It's just a movie, right? So we need to move away from white people being like the standard, mm. right? Like once that's like something that's just like not a thing, then Black movies will be a lot more accessible, right? But just like back to the beginning, like I said, just because they're not as- not accessible, just because they're not pushed or promoted doesn't mean they're not there. Like I'm Black. I grew up on Black movies all ask me about Black movies, I got you. Like, I watch <laughs> Black movies to the end of time. And they're there, you know? You can, <laughs> quote-unquote, legally download a lot <laughs> of movies, right? Yeah. Um, to really see some, like, actual, real representation of Black people that isn't just a white man making a script. Oh, can you be loud in ghetto? Oh, can you be a, a hood uh, drug dealer? Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We can't make those rules, like, account for our community anymore. So again, I loved that movie. I know a lot of young kids, especially like my own nieces and nephews, like they were just so proud to have like a movie that represented us so well. Mm-hmm. So movies like that is important. And if people like if other movie directors take the the step in order to, to do that for us, and like provide that platform, then there'll be many other um, movies that represent the black people in like uh, represents our community in such a way that you know is great for everyone to see right of any color
0: perfect so that wraps up the whole question segments now before we go into the buzz cut lighting round is there anything that you would like to share or have a few minutes to talk talk about right now um this is your time so if there's anything you'd like to discuss on any projects or any stuff that needs more attention on take it away sure yeah. sure
1: so with our organization like I said in the beginning and I briefly touched upon um, we do work with families and currently right now we are focusing on like I said Jamal Francique and Chantel and Mike right now we do have petitions to sign mm-hmm. as far as Jamal goes and we are still trying to expose the SIU and their discrepancies so again if you could just follow justice for And that's the number four, Jamal, T.O. You can stay updated with what we're trying to do there. And then for Mike and Chantel, if you could um, follow Malton People's Movement to just watch their story based off of what they've been through and just directly from them, just so we can kind of take off the lens of Canada is better than America, because that's just not the truth. There's so many people here that are suffering from police brutality as we speak. And so many stories that are actually not told because they just continue to get you know, drug under the rug. Right now, Chantel and Mike are expecting a baby and they like, because they're both injured, they're not working right now. And they're actually, unfortunately, may be evicted at the end of this month. So we are trying our hardest. Yes, we're trying our hardest to push out the fundraiser that we have for them. And it is in the link in my bio on March for Black Lives on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can also find it on the Facebook page as well. Any dollar counts. Because they are actively working in the front lines, especially as police brutality victims. Like you can only imagine how difficult that is to continuously fight against the lies and the discrepancies. So, again, anything I'm doing right now really is surrounded by those families. I just promote and educate. But the root of this movement and every other movement that's grown is to fight police brutality. And I believe that we can't do that without focusing on our own country right now. If you know about George Floyd and you don't know about, Chantel, Mike, you don't know about Jamal, Ejaz, Deandre, Regis, you don't know about any of those people? You need to know about those people. Those are 6 people out of almost so many more here in Canada that you need to know about because that's just last year. Mm-hmm. That the, all those people either died or are still alive and fighting for justice today. So, I just urge everyone that is listening and cares enough about Black lives and the struggle And moving towards a better future so please educate yourself on those um, names that i mentioned follow the pages that i mentioned feel free to follow us reach out i'm an open book if you have any questions any concerns anything like that feel free to reach out to us and just continue to fight with us because it's it's appreciated in every way
0: yeah um i think to wrap that up i guess like again there's no wrong and there's no stupid question like if you don't understand anything just ask and yeah these people are people like we're just people mm-hmm. all, all all together in one you know in one world mm-hmm. living together so like they're not gonna bite they're not gonna fucking like, you know <laughs> what I mean? so like ridicule you if you're gonna ask the wrong question just ask and ask like in all honesty just ask them if they seem yep. like it, it's a genuine question it's a genuine thing that you don't Genuine thing that you don't understand, they'll gladly help you answer that because it further educates you. It further mm-hmm. opens up your, you know, your open mindedness and helps you, you know, work towards something that you you didn't even know about. Um, mm-hmm. So, but again, I want to thank you today, Amani, for hopping on for our podcast and to educate myself and the listeners at mm-hmm. home as well. And hopefully, this is just another little step to a bigger cause. That we hopefully knock on wood in time it gets resolved Definitely. bit by bit. Now, with that being said, before we head into Buzz Cut Lightning Round, if you could please recap through your list, just one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. and one more time for us. The top five tips that a non-back black person, sorry, a non-black person of color can do to become an ally to a black person of color. If you could just run through those points quickly and then we'll head into the Buzz Cut Lightning Round.
1: Sure. Number one, if you see something, say something. Uh, Number two, educate your family and friends. It's not our job. Number three, appreciate, not appropriate. Number four, support Black-owned businesses. And number five, donate, sign petitions, and follow platforms that highlight the Black movement.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for your listen. Thank you so much for your time again. Now we're going to head into the buzz cut laying around. This will be the first time for money, of course, and hopefully I can get you on, you know, other fun podcasts in the future, less serious, but also serious as well. Hopefully just podcasts in general. So with that being said, we're going to head into the buzz cut laying around before we do that. I'm just going to do a little quick recap for our listeners and for yourself, a new brand new guest today. So you'll have to quickly formulate a convincing buy and an argument on top five lists or a topic of my choosing. No briberies. So you have a really cool t-shirt right now, but I I don't want it just for the mere fact that I would like to support, but also, yeah, that's not going to sway my answer. It's just a little (laughs) gimmick I put out there. So people like, you know, just don't like try to, you know, try to sway me to get the answer. But with that being said, Answers can be as unique or original as you want it to be. There's no logical or illogical reasons here that you need to justify your list upon or your answer upon based on those arguments. I, the decider will pick which answer will resonate with me the most. I mean, you're the only guest here today, so you get the default win regardless, but I just want to hear what your answer is. If you can entertain us for 50 seconds, that's the only catch go over the time. And if they can't finish their argument, they'll get, you'll get penalized points and I may give the mm-hmm. oppositional guest the advantage. But again, today, none, most of that goes out the window because you're our only <laughs> guest. So with that being said, I've given you the question in advance and mm-hmm. we, we were talking about Black culture and specific Black activists and everything in general. Put yourself in the situation where you have one dinner and you had these because we talked about marvel which was very very weird as well let's just say you had a superpower where you had one time where you could bring four people and that's excluding yourself dead yeah. or alive to your dinner to this round dinner table one time only dead or alive who would you bring now that was a question for today do you have your answer ready Amani? i do all right, so I'm just going to put a timer here for 50 seconds. All right, perfect. Good to go. Amani, your buzz cut lightning round starts in three, two.
1: Okay, so starting with Alive, i only to have one Alive member on the list. It has to be Dr. Umar Johnson. I know he's very controversial, but I'm sorry. He just tells it like it is, and I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for being offended, honestly, especially when it comes to like Black Matters. Like he just says it how it is. And he's just such a sponge. Like, I just want to literally just take every single thing he knows and just throw it in my head. He's amazing. Dead now, Malcolm X, like why not Malcolm X? Seriously, like he was literally such an amazing leader, speaker, just wanted to build the Black people up, right? In every way whatsoever. So definitely Malcolm X. Rosa Parks, duh, she's a powerful Black woman. Hello. She made such a big change just by sitting and saying no, okay? Yep. She got charged for fighting for our lives. So I would want to talk to her and just figure out, hey, how do you have that strength? How do you have that resilience? Like, can you give it to me? Can I have some of that during my fight here in 2021? Yeah. Uh, and lastly is Harriet Tubman, I don't think I have to say much about it. Like she was the string towards freedom. You know, she's pretty much the mother of freedom. So Harriet Tubman, 100% is number four on my list. And that is my conclusion. How much more time do I have to to keep ranting and raving?
0: Well, you went like (laughs) a minute and a half over the time. But but again, I didn't want to cut you off because I I want to hear the rest of your dinner table (laughs) and also that was a really cool breakdown because i think the the 50 seconds wasn't going to be nearly enough to what you needed to say about each person (laughs) but i'm glad you got it out there now for the people at home you heard those four people go research on who they are i i know the three i don't know who dr umar johnson is so i'll go definitely check him out Mm -hmm. or him right is it him Yeah yeah so i'll go check them out but i i am quite aware of the other three characters that were at your dinner as well but thank you for your list today thank you for your time today now for the listeners at home where can they find you on social media Mm -hmm.
1: so we are on twitter facebook and instagram and we actually also have a website so for those that don't have social media please feel free to stay updated www.marchforblacklives.ca on facebook we are march and then it's actually the word for so f-o-r black lives canada on facebook and then on instagram it's march number four black lives and then on twitter it's march four and then black is spelled b-l-k lives so Any one of those social medias, we can contact, well, you can contact us and just get in with the movement. If you're from Hamilton, definitely follow those pages and stay up to date on what is next as far as marches, protests, uh, petitions to sign, anything to read, watch. We have online events as well. So definitely stay up, up to date on that.
0: Yeah, and I'll definitely, off the record, I'll definitely be asking you for your more like all those uh contacts and those links as well so i'll be posting them for our listeners i'll, I'll be posting them on to the feed as well um once i release the promo for it in next week's time so with that being said thank you again for your time or perspective today imani really appreciate it for our listeners at home if you enjoyed this podcast or have some thoughts on our list or want to submit your own topics that you'd want us to list and debate about feel free to follow us or hit us up at our ig account at bb shop Quintet Podcast or EMLs at BBShopQuintetPodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can give us a follow, a five star review on Apple Pod, and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. And let us be your top five of the day. Cheers.